This is the Dynamic Thinking Project, themindtechinstitute.com. If you are in a controlling, abusive relationship, you may recognize several of the characteristics I'm going to talk about in this podcast. And I'll begin with uh, a description of how bonds form between the victim and the abuser. And I will elaborate more with observations about cognitive dissonance as we've done a whole episode about it uh, before. I think it was episode 18. And also we'll see how the abuser is sometimes no one else but you. And how some people form bonds between them and their wounds or sufferings. So let's begin first explaining what the Stockholm Syndrome is. People are often amazed at their own psychological conditions and reactions. For example, those with severe depression are stunned when they remember they have thought of killing themselves when they were in depression. Or patients recovering from severe psychiatric disturbances are also often shocked as they remember their symptoms and behavior during the episodes they had. Therefore, in clinical practice, especially in counseling, and we see this often at the MindTech Institute with our counseling clients, some of the most surprised and shocked individuals are those who have been involved in controlling and abusive relationships. When the relationship ends, they offer uh, comments such as, I know what he's done to me, but I still love him. I don't know why, but I want him back. Or I know it sounds crazy, but I miss her, for example. And once I've heard a lady said, this doesn't make any sense. He's got a new girlfriend now and he's abusing her too, but I'm jealous. You see, even friends and relatives are even more amazed and shocked when they hear these uh, comments or witness their loved one returning to an abusive relationship. While the situation doesn't make sense from a social standpoint, does it make sense from a psychological viewpoint? And the answer is absolutely yes. In 1973, two criminals carrying machine guns entered a bank in Stockholm in Sweden. They were blasting their guns and one escapee named Jan Eric Olsen announced to the terrified bank employees, the party has just begun. Now, this person was one of the captives, was one of the hostages. She escaped and she announced to the terrified bank employees, the party has just begun. The two bank robbers held four hostages, three women and one man. And for the next 131 hours, the hostages were strapped with dynamite and held in the bank vault until finally rescued on August the 28th, which was five days later. After their rescue, the hostages 
exhibited a shocking attitude considering they were uh, threatened, they were abused and feared for their lives for over five days. In their media interviews, it was clear that they supported their captors and actually feared law enforcement personnel who came to the rescue. The hostages had begun to feel the captors were actually protecting them from the uh, police. And one woman later became engaged to one of the criminals and another developed a legal defense funding to aid in their uh, criminal defense fees. Clearly, the hostages had bonded emotionally with the captors. While the psychological condition in uh, hostage situations became known as uh, Stockholm Syndrome due to the publicity, the emotional bonding with captors was a familiar story in psychology. And it had been recognized many years before and was found in studies of uh, other hostage uh, prison or abusive situations such as uh, abused children, uh, battered or abused women, prisoners of war, uh, especially court members too, incest victims, and uh, also in um, criminal hostage uh, situations as the robbery in Stockholm, and also in concentration camp uh, prisoners and in uh, controlling or intimidating relationships. There are a few more, but these are the main ones. So in the final analysis, emotionally bonding with an abuser is actually a strategy for survival for victims of abuse and intimidation. The Stockholm Syndrome reaction in hostage and or in abuse situations is well recognized at this time that police hostage negotiators uh, no longer view it as uh, something unusual. In fact, it's often encouraged in crime situations as it improves the chances of survival of the hostages. However, on the downside, it also assures that the hostages experiencing Stockholm Syndrome will not be very uh, cooperative uh, during uh, rescue or criminal prosecution. Local uh, law enforcement personnel have long recognized this syndrome with uh, battered women who fail to press charges and bail their battering husband or boyfriend out of jail and even physically attack officers when they arrive to rescue them from uh, the violent assault. So it's not something that is unusual anymore. Usually police officers, they are very familiar with this situation. The Stockholm Syndrome can also be found in uh, family, can also be found in romantic and interpersonal relationships. The abuser may be a husband or a wife, also maybe a boyfriend or girlfriend, a father, a mother, a uh, religious leader. Uh, a leader of a cult, or any other role in which the abuser is in a position of control or authority. 
It is important to understand the uh, components of Stockholm Syndrome as they relate to abusive and controlling relationships. Once the syndrome is understood, it's easier to understand why victims support love and even defend their abusers and controllers. You see, every syndrome has symptoms or behaviors, and the Stockholm Syndrome is no exception. While a clear-cut list has not been yet established due to uh, varying opinions by researchers and experts, but several of these features are uh, positive feelings by the victim toward the abuser or the controller, uh, negative feelings by the victim toward uh, family, toward friends or authorities who are trying to rescue or to support or help them, support of the abuser's reasons and behaviors, uh, positive feelings by the abuser toward the victim, and supportive behaviors by the victim at times helping the abuser and the inability to uh, engage in behaviors that may assist in their release or help or rescue. And of course, uh, the Stockholm Syndrome doesn't occur in every hostage or abusive situation. In another bank robbery involving hostages, after terrorizing the bank employees for many hours, a police sharpshooter, a sniper, shot and wounded the terrorizing bank robber. And after the robber hit the floor, two women actually picked him up and physically held him up to the window for another shot. And as you can see, the length of time one is exposed to abuse or control and other factors are certainly involved. And that would be a reversed Stockholm syndrome or simply revenge. And also, I really don't like to bring up this topic, but many extreme and religious people are suffering from Stockholm Syndrome, and maybe they don't even know it. I can name now several countries where they are fully religious and they would defend that religion with everything they have. But the fact is, that very religion wasn't introduced to them with flowers and roses. No. But with war, with rape, and slavery. I mean, some of those countries, or actually people, they are even proud of carrying the names or the surnames, the last names, of their abusers. Now, I'm not talking about a religion was introduced to those people through trades or through peace, uh, providing wisdom or some knowledge. No, but literally by war, by rape, and slavery. I'm going to have to do a whole episode uh, about this soon, because I don't want to branch out that topic. And soon also we'll do a whole episode about extremism. Now, and before I move on to how some people form that bond or Stockholm Syndrome, with their own wounds as without an abuser, my suggestion to those who are in an abusive relationship to seek help now. 
Seek professional help now. The longer you wait, the harder it becomes. And the harder it becomes, the more brainwashed you become into this relationship. So if you are suffering from any of those symptoms, seek professional help now. And I'm talking about qualified, someone who is qualified. And if you need our help, go to the mindtechinstitute.com and you will find our contact details there. Now, if you have been following this podcast, I've recorded two episodes and I highly recommend you listen to them if you haven't yet. Episode 10, Who's Running Your Life? And episode 11, The Comfort Zone. In those two episodes, I explain in details how some people become best friends with their own wounds and form the victimhood personality and that is a personal Stockholm Syndrome with no external captors but the person, him or herself. And this is how it starts. Someone already had issues in his or her life and one day something happened. It could be something major but not necessary. It could be an accident, for example, or a cheating partner, or an illness, or any event as such. Now, this person who's going through these crises, and I'm not saying it's easy, by the way. It's not easy to go through a crisis. So this person looks around and finds no help, finds no mother or father to go to, finds no brother or sister or close friend who uh, can understand him or her or anyone who they can trust. And by the way, you would be surprised how many people don't know how to seek professional help. So these people, they find themselves alone in the darkness with their crisis. And of course, they would be frightened. And they would be confused and alone. So what do you think would happen? The person would form bonds with his or her crisis. Exactly as the people with the Stockholm Syndrome form bonds with their captors or abusers. But here there is no captor but one's illness or problems. Later, the person will become best friends with his uh, or her problems and wouldn't let go of them. As a matter of fact, they will defend their problems if you try to help them. And that's what we call in psychology, in counseling, in NLP and hypnotherapy, this is called secondary gain. And I spoke about it in, uh, I think, episode 10, Who's Running Your Life? I think we are approaching our runtime. And once again, if you want to study NLP or hypnotherapy, now you can study totally online. Just go to themindtechinstitute.com, click on the online courses tab, and uh, there you will find all the courses displayed on that page. And we also offer a diploma of uh, counseling through a program called Recognition of Prior Learning or uh, through another program, a fast-track program to save more time 
by uh, studying NLP and hypnotherapy. It's a program that we offer. So if you want more information about that, simply go to themindtechinstitute.com and you can contact us and all our contact information are on the website. So uh, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, you can email me. The email is on our website, themindtechinstitute.com. It's all one word. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, especially if you are listening to this podcast on YouTube. Until next time, take care. 